How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Kingdom Link. We are happy that you are here and joining with us today. We have an awesome special episode for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about this topic, leading into the new normal. Leading into the new normal. Like always, I got my dad with me, Tim W. Gill. Dad, it's great to have you here again today. Glad to be back. Man, it's great to be back here at Kingdom Link Podcast. And one more time, uh, talking about some things that I think we want to help somebody. We want to bridge the gap, connect the links between generational leaders. Because here at Kingdom Link, we believe that leadership only matters when it's passed on. Absolutely. And so I'm very excited about our topic today because mm-hmm. it's real right. to our current time. Mm-hmm. And so looking forward to that. You know, we're, we're, we're just now seeing the flow, ebb and flow of the coronavirus. Right. All pandemic, the quarantine and everything like that. Craziness. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Down. <laughs> Let's just pray it's not an oncoming train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about this today, leading in these times where I, I heard John Maxwell say it like this. There's no more leading outside of the box. Right. Because the box has been busted. Oh, yeah, this has changed everything. Everyone's schedules, everyone's plans, everyone's way of thinking. Yes. I mean, and it's kind of hard, honestly, because let's get a little real uh, already. As we were stepping into, I'm going to just talk from a personal standpoint. Grace and I, we're the youth ministers here at Medora Pentecostal Church. Walking into 2020, we were really excited. Yes. Because 2020 was a great it's, it's a new year. You mm-hmm. get to start off fresh. Everybody was ready. We were feeling that we were at a great point with the young people, that we yeah. had some great plans going in, and it all falls flat on its face. You know, I, I, I think about this year watching pastors and leaders and mm-hmm. youth leaders that have set their 2020 vision, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, we're going to see 2020. <laughs> Yeah, nobody saw Hi- this coming. Hindsight's twenty twenty now. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, the fun, the, no, there, there's no vision that we could have had that foreseen all this craziness. That's true. That yeah. that is coming, other than it's, the Lord speaking to prophets and well, things of that nature. Exactly. Well, even speaking from that, it's it's neat though because now it's leveled the playing field for every single person. Wow, that's a true perspective. Yeah. Because I mean. If you were doing great in ministry, if you were in a position where you were getting to where, okay, now we're getting our swing in. I mean, like, again, it's coming from a personal standpoint. Grace and I, were we had only been youth ministers for a few months. Yeah. So now we were feeling like, okay, we're getting the swing of things now. We're, we're really ready for right. this. And then it all falls flat. Well, so did everybody else. Yes. It's, it's not like it just happened to us. Right. It happened to pastors. Happened to... Multi-million dollar churches. It happened to little hodunk churches. You know, mm-hmm. it happened to everybody. And it that happened to businesses. Happened to businesses. It happened, yes. The whole world shut down. And so really, it just leveled everything to where now we're all at the same level. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, in the church and in leadership, we, we often follow... We see these paradigms that are known as the experts. This is right. the way you're going to do that. So we plan out a year. We do all this mm-hmm. uh, preparation. Our, we think that this is the way that it's got to be done. Right. And so for 30 years, this is the way we've been doing it, or 20 years or five years. And we can get in a leadership rut and a ministry rut. Mm-hmm. And, and, and periodically, you have to, you have to break that, uh, uh, that paradigm because... A rut is nothing more than a coffin with both ends knocked out. Right. You get into a, a part where, you know, we feel like this is the way we have to have church. This mm-hmm. is the way we have to lead right. our ministry. This is the way. And so the shutdown comes along and says, eh, y'all were wrong. Right. You can find a new way to make things happen. I, I, I got a few things I want to share with you about the so-called experts through history. So-called experts. That saw things and spoke things. Right. We know Thomas Edison was like an amazing inventor. Mm-hmm. I think he had over 10,000 recorded inventions that he did. This is what he said of his own invention. Quote, the phonograph 
is of no commercial value. The photograph? Phonograph. Phonograph. The record player. Oh. Is of no commercial value. Oh, yeah. They're still turning tables today. That's cool now. Uh, yeah, it is. It's come back. It's retro. But it was the inventor that said, nah, I don't think that's going to work out, but that's the mm-hmm. expert. Uh, Robert Milken, Nobel Prize winner of physicist, uh, physics in 1920, said this, there is no likelihood man can ever tap, tap the power of the atom. Hmm. No likelihood. Kind of blew Says up in the, his face, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Uh, uh, he's being a little punny. But, um, no, Adam Bomb. Uh, yeah. Yes. There we go. But our experts over the years have, have said, said this. Uh, Ken Olson, president of Digital Equipment Corporation in 1977, says, there's no reason for any individual to have a computer in their home. As I'm sitting right in front of one. <laughs> <laughs> and how many do we have in our exactly. homes? Exactly. Right. We got we got a computer in our pocket called our phone. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the experts tell us that this is the only way you can have ministry. This is the only way you can do church. Right. And what happens though is that Corona comes along and it blows up all in our face. Yep. And then all of a sudden we got to think, Oh, maybe that we didn't follow this schedule and we got to have it at this time and by this way. And, you know, our Sunday school classes have got to be this way or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. It blows up in our face. And so what do we do? Well, we've got to quickly transition. And I think leaders that embrace that, ministers that embrace that, will find ways to do the work of God. Absolutely. I think it I think it showed who your true leaders are, where their passions mm-hmm. are. The 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 leaders in where their passion is leadership. Because if you'll go to business guru gurus, I don't know why I said it like that. Mm-hmm. Go rose. If you'll go to business gurus right now, they're saying those restaurants mm-hmm. that are failing right now, mm-hmm. that during Corona had to shut their doors and they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to be open, that they were already failing businesses oh. and said that a business should have been a, a business that was running properly and well yeah. would have gone through this very easily. Right. Well, leaders that couldn't adapt to it, mm-hmm. maybe they were having problems beforehand they in were, their leadership. Well, and, and it's not saying that they were failures as leaders, right? but they weren't at the place where they could have been. Well, take for instance, um, you look at the, all the different restaurants and wh- how they there were different managers and leaders that dealt with it. And for me, uh, I'm a huge Chick-fil-A fan. Mm-hmm. I love That's their the f- Lord's chicken. <laughs> I love their food, but also I sit back in awe of how they lead. Absolutely. They went from having to, to close their restaurants to only having drive-through, mm-hmm. and how they upped their game is they put in car... Canopies. They did. I mean, um, canopies where you drive so up under, crazy. and they have all these people. What is that doing? That's just simply saying, I'm going to embrace mm-hmm. this moment. Absolutely. So for our ministries, I believe we've got to do the same thing is embrace the new normal and find out better ways to preach the gospel, better ways to do ministry, mm-hmm. better ways to get into people's Absolutely. lives. And I watched on social media, so many was getting it where it's getting it, and then there's some, of course, that doesn't. But right. getting that that mentality is that... Here, here's a scripture that I think bears this out. Daniel 11.32, And as such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But look at this. But the people that do know their God mm-hmm. shall be strong and do exploits. Bottom line for the new normal. Know God first. Pursue God first. Secondly, be strong. Fear cannot have a place in, you know, sitting back. I've watched watched his ministries and uh, churches were very creative in how they did things. For instance, I I know of a church that took all their small groups online. Yeah, yeah. They found ways to do their small groups. Well, and even that, we've seen churches that had no online presence, Mm -hmm. no live stream. Yes. And 
I want to give like a shout out to you churches that didn't have that and used whatever means possible yes. to do that. Yes. It may not have been the best quality. It may not have been the best sound, mm-hmm. but at least you were putting the gospel out there. Yeah. At least you took the initiative. That's what a, a true leader does, is take the initiative of change. That's changing into the new normal, is Absolutely. being willing to step out. I, I have a, a really good pastor friend. He went by himself to the church, turned on the on his phone, mm-hmm. stood behind the pulpit, led the service, went back and adjusted his phone. Now, there are those... All by that, himself. That, all by himself. There are those that will, will look down on that and say, oh, man, what... What you know? What he's a man that is taking the Chick Fil A approach to yep. a challenge and say, Absolutely. "I can do this." It may not be the best, like someone else. And it, and and how can we expect people to come up to a level that somebody has been in it for uh, a long time and has all the equipment and the money and the right, means and right. everything like that? I I think that's it, where it comes with the problem of comparison. Yes. Because yeah. if we try to compare ourselves now, yes, or if we tried comparing ourselves during Corona, mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Well, there can't be any spiritual growth without change. No, no, and, and of some of some, of some sort. kind. And so we're facing change. When we say new normal, we're facing a forced change by situations out of our control. I think one thing that we kind of need to define real quick. Is new normal. Okay. Okay, so what do what do you and I mean when we say new normal? So I this is what my personal belief is, is coronavirus and the time of quarantine, the time of absolutely shut in. Yeah. You had to stay at home, couldn't go out, couldn't do anything, couldn't go to church. I think it was a reset button. Mm-hmm. And it was a call. And a lot of people during this time were saying, man, I can't wait till we go back to normal, go back to what I was doing, mm-hmm. going back to, and b- when what they're referring to is that time of, I'm so busy, I can't go to church. Hmm. I'm so busy, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is, well, God said, okay, I'm not going to make you busy anymore. You're going to be at home. You're going to be at home. But what if what we're stepping into, and mm-hmm. we're kind of doing it already because, you know, some of these things are lifting but what if normal isn't something that we were called to go back to, mm-hmm. but instead look forward to the new? Right. And so in that, God is positioning the church mm-hmm. and leaders in a role because what go go back a couple weeks on your social media and see what's all on there. Mm-hmm. It's churches. Yeah. And it's not just your services. Right. It's content. Yes. It's how to be an influencer. Yes. How to be a church influencer. It's special songs. It's solos. What if that's what God is calling us to do? Yeah. It's to do more with what we have. Right. And it took us a quarantine to train us, to get us ready to step into this new right. normal. And I think uh, it's a, it was a challenge for me. Being being the leader of a of a church and a pastor of a church and also leading other pastors, absolutely. That I was I was communicating with. Uh, the concern was okay. They're telling us we got to shut down. What do we do? Mm-hmm. How do we? And and I had some pastors that I was dealing with that I think overthought it, right? Rather than getting a a plan and seizing that opportunity, mm-hmm. um, no one could see this coming, but yet we had to be willing to make decisions on the fly. Right. We had to be willing to do different things in the moment. I can remember sitting down before, when all this is going down, and and uh, my wife is being the point person for me anyway as a leader, doing all the research. This mm-hmm. is what the stipulations are. This is what the mandates are. Okay, we can do this. And so we were praying and seeking God, what can we do? And we come up with phases steps and we actually jumped from phase 1 to phase 3 never even getting right. to phase 2 right because things were changing so quickly right well and i think that does speak of true leadership that you don't have to stick in this you don't have to stick in the traditions that you were originally in mm-hmm. in the format that you were originally in mm-hmm. that you said okay i could see into I can see that something is going to change. Mm-hmm. You needed the phases. Mm-hmm. You saw that that was a need. Okay, let's go ahead and pl- plan. 
you could have at that position only planned for phase one mm-hmm. and not planned for phase two or phase three. Mm-hmm. But in it changing so quickly, you could have been like, well, I, I, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't ready for this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for phase three, but yet I needed to be. Yeah. And I think that's where the leadership really needs to step out and say, okay, in this time, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to make sure that I've got a plan mm-hmm. to step into, that I'm going to be prepared when this time comes. It may not come. You know, yeah. you, know you may have not ever had to go to phase three, right. but it's the fact that you were ready to. You had that plan to. It, it, this, this new normal has taught us to really be prepared for the unexpected and the Absolutely. sudden. You know, one thing that we learned for, through this is to up our game mm-hmm. uh, with the media, electronics, but also communication. How we are communicating with our people and communicating with each other changed. Absolutely. And But we have come to, like, for instance, if you use, our church uses a chat uh, a program called GroupMe, mm-hmm. and uh, that has become invaluable during, especially during the corona time, but Absolutely. it became a way to get connected with our church people all at one time. Mm-hmm. We developed a Thursday night, a new Thursday night uh, content video on our Facebook page that I believe is is helping people kind of lead, uh, lead through this right. uh, landmine of, of the times that we're living. David, why don't you tell me just some things that, that you and Grace did as leaders in, in a uh, from a young person's standpoint, a young minister's standpoint, that you did or that you saw that really transform the way you look at this time? I think for me, and this is going back to social media, let's say mm, a month ago, right now. So, and this is when churches really started to realize, okay, we need to be pushing content. Mm -hmm. Everyone is on social media. Everyone's in quarantine at this time, at that time. Mm -hmm. So, what they okay, and look at the statistics of people that already had jobs and were on their phones and on social media. Mm-hmm. I think it was like some four or five hours a day mm. that they were on their phone. Wow, even with work, okay, work's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, how much are they spending on their phones? Now, how much time are they spending on social media? Right? So, I think what was super wise, and I, I almost I would say that it was anointed by God, was the push to put content on social media. Yes. As in not just letting your live stream be the only thing that you're putting on social media. Yeah. And so you're seeing churches put out songs. Yeah. You're seeing people write songs. You're seeing people make blog posts. Yes. And what I, and what the if I could put one key word that I saw in every single one mm-hmm. was hope. Yeah, that's a good point. Was hope. Yeah. What what was the church doing? It was finding every means that they could to tell mm-hmm. the ones around them there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Yeah. And so it really shows you on what is possible. Mm-hmm. Because if you can do that in the corona quarantine, mm-hmm. when you're not allowed to go outside, you're not allowed to see people face to face, that that's what the kingdom is. Yeah. It's personal. It's relational. And if you if you have a hard time getting those relationships, if you can do great things in that time, mm-hmm. what more can we do when restrictions are gone? Yeah, and and that brings us to a point where I don't want to just look at this new normal and say mm, we had an opportunity where we it demand the Corona situation demanded this crisis demanded leadership change. Absolutely. Well, if we're not careful, we'll fall back into the rut mm-hmm. of. Okay, we're going to get back. We're going to get back into the swing of things, and we forget the innovation. We forget mm. the creativity, mm. the prayer that says, "Oh God, lead us." It's it's that mindset that mm-hmm. like Edison had, thinking <laughs> it's not going to be yeah, any use. Not be any use. It's good it was for, for a, a time. It was good for a time. It's good for a while. That's not the point. And you know, I wonder. I I, I saw some stuff during the, the crisis, and we've talked about it. Um, th- that troubled me, right? And I would say, well, I don't think Paul would have reacted like that. Mm. I don't think Peter would have done it that way. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do believe is, if Peter and Paul and the other apostles were on this earth, they would have flooded. 
Absolutely. Social media. Absolutely. And, um, but I, I think, I think going forward in the new normal, we have to ask ourselves some questions. How do we can, how can we see change? How do we know a way to judge change? Mm. When do we identify it as a leader? We can see things. A true leader ought to have a vision, you know, and see where, like, like for a youth group, where's that youth group going? Right. Where I want to see God take them. A pastor ought to say, this is where I would see it. Even a leader in, in business ought to have an understanding with God. Lord, you put us here. Where are we taking this business? Mm-hmm. And we have to move at the right time for change. And not every change is going to come to us like Corona, where it had to happen. Right. But I think what it has done is that it's challenged our thinking to be more receptive to change. I'm Absolutely. not talking about doctrine. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about changing the Word of God. But I do believe that there is a clear biblical way to approach Absolutely. change, transformation. And I think that that goes back to just... And it's it's the only example that we have because it's what was used during the quarantine, but it's social media. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of churches, in my knowledge, that didn't want to use social media. They probably thought against it. I don't, I don't know what their reasonings are. Mm-hmm. But it's made them have to step out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. on what they were not acquainted with. Yeah. They didn't have great knowledge on. Mm-hmm. But they said, it doesn't matter what my traditions were. Right. It doesn't matter what I used to do, how I used to have church, mm-hmm. how I used to lead. Mm-hmm. I have to adapt to the culture that I'm living in. Mm-hmm. It's not that the kingdom is adjusting. It's that the culture is adjusting. Yeah. And so I think that we need to have that leadership mindset. Okay, the culture around me mm-hmm. influences the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? How can I influence my culture? Well, it do. I'm, I'll be honest. If we were still having church in during the quarantine, and nobody was seeing the amazing content that could be put out, right? They wouldn't have impacted anyone. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about is really the kingdom's commission, the grand, great commission: go to the all world, preach the gospel to every creature. Right. Um, Jesus likened the kingdom unto. Um, uh, uh, what do you say, leaven? Mm-hmm. A little bit, of a leaven. little bit of leaven that leavens the whole lump. Right. Our goal is to bring kingdom culture into the culture of this world. Mm-hmm. And if the church just pulls the cover in and in inside the building, inside their own four walls, then they're going to miss the opportunity to bring kingdom influence. Absolutely. It is the kingdom influence that has been lacking in this racism stuff. Absolutely. It is, it is the kingdom influence that has been lacking in pr- pushing the, the the true agenda of our king, and that is mm-hmm. restoration, repentance, forgiveness, change. And, Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, one thing you don't hear about all these that are so angry and upset and rioting is there's no ounce of forgiveness. If you did something... Years ago, years ago, and it was Made posted a post on Twitter. Yeah, you did something years ago. There's no, there, there's no forgiveness. Right. Where does that come from? That's the culture of darkness, not of the culture outrage. of the kingdom. And so it's up for us. To, it's for us to be involved in so many ways right. in this new normal to get the king's culture, mm-hmm. what his word wants for us, into a world that is culturally broken. Absolutely. And if you want to go and see on our viewpoint on what we have for the current things, why don't you go and check out our last episode, Dealing with Outrage. We talk a lot about what's yes. going on in the world. Yeah. But continuing on in this new normal, I think there's a, a few stories that we need to keep in mind. Okay. And I think one of them is the 400 years of silence. Mm. The transition between the Old and the New Testament. Yeah. So... There was a time, many generations, I think I think it was calculated some 16 generations, never heard from God. Hmm. Didn't have a move of God. Hmm. Didn't hear the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Okay? They had every excuse to stop. Yes, they did. They had every excuse to say, you know what? I'm not going to impact anyone where I'm at. 
It's just these few months have been dead, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to quit. But they didn't. And I think it's because that there were leaders going into that time mm-hmm. that was prepared and ready mm, to pass thought. on. Yeah. Okay? So and let me compare this to this corona. I know it's not 400 years of silence. We've been hearing from God during this time. Don't, don't mistake me for that. But it's the leaders. It's, I, think, I believe it's the older generation that was stable. Mm-hmm. And rocks mm-hmm. and pillars in faith mm-hmm. that went into Corona ready mm-hmm. because they've seen a thing or two. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you and me were talking before, and they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Right. And they walk into this, and it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah. But in this time, I think it was a little bit of a transition mm-hmm. to where now we've seen our young leaders. Mm-hmm. And we've had this few months of not being able to really do much. And so when those gates open, you just kick on running right. and walk right into that New Testament. Yeah. Well, that I love that uh, analogy there. Let me ask you this, David. Uh, uh, you know, at the heart of our, our podcast here in this ministry uh, to try to help link the generations, often it is a battle between what a young generation sees and an older generation sees when it comes to change. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to do it a certain way. This is the way it's got to be. And I have my opinions on what I like. Right. But if what I like as a person doesn't better the whole mm-hmm. and minister to the whole, I'm missing a new normal. Absolutely. I've set a... A, a mentality that it's got to be this way and only this way, this style and only this style. As a young minister of the gospel, as a young leader, how, what do you see as, as, as the transition come? What grabs your attention? I think for me, it's that I see opportunity. Okay. I see an opportunity that... Before this time, we were so caught up in our traditions. Mm-hmm. We were so caught up in the way we did church. Everything had to look exactly right. Everything had to be exactly right. If the worship set was more than 15 minutes long, the preacher was mad. If the preacher went longer than 45 minutes, I'm mad because I can't get to mm-hmm. food. You know. But I think it's called for us to time. And it draws my attention to Psalms 46. Okay. In the time that Israelites are dealing with all these things, he breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear. Mm It's talking about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so they're dealing with all these armies. They're dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Yet at the end, God says, be still. Be still. And know that I am God. Mm -hmm. So in this chaos that was happening, I think God's calling us to get away from some of our traditions Mm -hmm. and in some of the ways that we did things. And get down to the basics. What is that? Closer relationship with God. Yes. And preaching the gospel. Yeah. So to so get down to the basis of what it meant to be an Acts church. Absolutely. So that's getting closer to God, getting closer to my brethren. Mm-hmm. How am I going to react? How, or not react, but how am I going to be to be able to reach my community better? Mm-hmm. And I think it's things you know. We use social media. Okay. We did. We use setups in our videos that we wouldn't usually use for services. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't look like your normal service. Mm-hmm. There's fancy lights. It's a little darker. It seems like, mm-hmm. but those are the kind of things that looks good to the culture. Mm-hmm. What, it, that doesn't mean that we're giving up on doctrine. That doesn't mean that we're following the world. Mm-hmm. Cause I honestly believe the world follows everything the church does. Should be that way in some sense. Mm-hmm. In some sense, as in, I think the church is full of the most creative people. Yes, it's full. Why? Because it's a godly anointed creativity. Yeah. And so, when we do things in this corona, if we've done things in this time that were a little out of character, mm-hmm. if I can say it that way, I think it's impacted the kingdom for the better. Well, I think uh, for uh, an older 
generation, you're, you're speaking from a mm-hmm. younger generation, for an older generation, is that we get stuck in rigidity of thinking. Right. And how it ought to be. Uh, Grandpa used to have this saying, don't ever be the first to pick up anything new, mm-hmm. nor the last to lay down anything old. Right. I don't think we ought to jump on every fad, bad, uh, every bad bandwagon. Absolutely. Of a fad mm-hmm. or what's trending right. or what's cool. Right. There is a danger in this as, again, I'm talking from an older right. person. There's a danger that I see is that you get sucked into a fad and mm-hmm. in fashion and in look without into the substance of the move of the Holy Spirit right. and the Word of God. But the unique thing is that God can use fad, fashion, and methodology to better move his kingdom. Absolutely. We just need to be careful. How do we do that change? And I think that gets to, out of Corona, leadership needs to know this. Let me say this. Biblical leadership needs to know this. As you walk into the new normal, Mm -hmm. have the basics down. Yeah. What's that? We said it earlier getting closer to God mm-hmm. and closer to my fellow man. Right. Because I'm not going to be able to reach my fellow man if mm-hmm. I'm not closer to God. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not reaching my fellow man, I'm not getting any closer to God. So with that, you've got the basics down. Mm-hmm. And so I think coming off of that, God's giving the church abilities and he's opening up doors and... uh different ways mm-hmm. that the church is impacting the world like we haven't before. Yes. And it may be simple things. Okay. Yes. Changing the set design or the platform design. Mm-hmm. Okay. You change it up, having a little more modern look. I know dad, you and me have a little bit of disagreeing on this. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just opinion. Exactly. But, with that, I think, a, you know, in my personal opinion, a newer modern stage design is drawing, is attractive mm-hmm. to people that are unaccustomed to or dislike the original church, traditional church setting. Mm-hmm. And you can't see me, but I did finger quotes. Yeah, he's finger quoting quite oftenly, often, yes, often. I do it a lot. Finger quotes. But it's not that we're going with the fads of this world. Because we're staying with our doctrine. Mm-hmm. We're staying with God. Mm-hmm. We're closer to God than ever before. We're closer to our brother than ever mm-hmm. before. But God has given us the ability to step out in new ways that may seem weird and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but there's revival coming out of it. And that's what I believe. I, I like that. And and I'm I'm cool with the the estimation of how you know how we change and go in and and using things to uh, improve ourself. And uh, Paul said, I became all things to all men by any means I can save some. Mm-hmm. And uh, that meant that Paul got on the level with them that they could understand. Right. And I see what you're saying as being a a, a, a way of saying, okay, let's be on a level that people could understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, this culture right now has, has, has gotten uh, a different viewpoint and a way of handling things. And if we can use a means... But let us not forget the the, the message. My concern Absolutely. as an older person, mm-hmm. okay, my concern, and I, I say this to you and I say it to all of our leaders, is that the look and the method is great until it becomes a surrogate mm. for a move of God. Absolutely. When all of a sudden we have to have the mood. Mm-hmm. We have to have the, the, the certain, right look. The everything. right look before we can have... A move of God. And to me, that is dangerous. Absolutely. But this is what my thing is. I'm going to just say it from in our relationship, father and son. Mm -hmm. I believe you should trust me in the ways that I may change some things Mm -hmm. because I'm still connected to your leadership. Right. I'm connected to my father, spiritual father now. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to God. And... It's one of those things where I think that the older leaders coming out of Corona, mm-hmm. you need to start trusting the younger leaders. It's a good point. To do some things that are different yeah. because it may seem like, ah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Who led them? 
Yeah. Because, hey, you, 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 you know who Andre Crouch is, don't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, Andre Crouch, when I was a teenager, was, you don't listen to that. That's worldly music. Well, now Andre Crouch is like what everybody says. Man, we love to hear some old Andre Crouch songs. And I get that. Let's go back to the word, okay, in, in dealing with this new normal. Here's what Paul said. Prove all things. Mm-hmm. Hold fast that which is good. All right. Here's what Corona has done. We don't have time for it to go through a lengthy process. Right. We need to pray. If God, is this right. good? Is this right mm-hmm. to help us? And I think that's one lesson we have learned in this. Absolutely. And I think that will help bridge the gap between young and old. Mm-hmm. And, okay, we better be quick and maneuverable when right. it comes to what, what, what is working and what is helpful. And because that word proved there is actually in the Greek meaning a continual process. We're constantly proving things, constantly. Mm-hmm. Saying, okay, is that going to work? It's not going to work. Is it going to work in this church? Is it going to work in Absolutely. that church? And I think that's what speaks of the wisdom of seeing if you want to follow certain fads. Mm-hmm. And that sense, that sense is, I don't want to follow every fad wholeheartedly mm-hmm. without testing it. Right. Or And when I say by testing it, it's bringing it before God. God, do you think that us changing this feature mm-hmm. or the way we do this, mm-hmm. is that going to be okay or is yeah. it going to be a hindrance? Yeah, absolutely. If it's a hindrance, don't do it. Was, if there's not a problem, go for it. Right. And try I, it out. I think it goes back to this is one of the ways that I tend to try to judge a uh, 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 like a, a Christian artist whose music I'm listening to is I don't only want to judge the genre, the style, the lyrics, but I want to judge the heart. Can I hear the heart mm. of that person? And when you look at other people and they're doing things, and I look at even another church of the same faith, and I say, I want to see, oh, man, they're doing that. Well, do I want to just follow that because it's popular? Mm. Or do I prove it in the Holy Ghost to say, this is good for the church that I lead. Absolutely. This is good for the ministry that I lead. This is good for the youth group that I lead. Mm-hmm. may not work over there, but it'll work here. Absolutely. But we don't have time to play around mm-hmm. and get into glorified debates over holy cows that should have been killed a long time ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, wanna, I know we're um, moving right along here. I want to bring us to, I'm going to share with you five ways for a leader to test a new normal. Okay? Five ways to test it. And it comes from Romans 12 and 1 and verse 2. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, there's that word again, mm-hmm. what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Number one way to start proving is with the sacrifice test. Mm. Is it possible to move forward with this change and still maintain your sacrifice? Right. Or does it rob you of your sacrifice? Right. Will this change dilute the quality of that bodily sacrifice? Mm -hmm. And so I think it is very important that we look at, okay, how is this going to present my body a living sacrifice? In this change, is my body doing still doing that? If it can, man, that's awesome. Let's go to that new normal. Right. If it hinders my sacrifice, I'm backing away. Right. You see my point there? Mm-hmm. So that's test number one. The, the second test is the holy test. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, holy. Here's the questions to ask. Will this change help me maintain the concept of consecration and sanctification to God. Will this change make me more like the world or more like Christ? God is holy. Does this change make me see him as such? So in your in your process of change, number one, how does this impact my, my body and how it acts and what I do? Can I still maintain my sacrifice? And then is it holy? The third test is, is it acceptable? Okay, can I maintain my sacrifice? Is it holy? Is it acceptable? He said, present your bodies 
an acceptable. Mm-hmm. So the question here in this is, is this change about pleasing me, making me happy, or is it feathering the kingdom of God? Mm. That is, essentially, does this please the Lord? Right. I wonder, David, if I could stop here, I wonder if that the church has been in such a traditional rut for so long that it has displeased God. Mm. You know, and that makes me well, sad. That goes back to the Pharisees when they were talking to Jesus. Yes. I mean, they said, well, your disciples go against your traditions, our yeah. traditions. Well, you know, they said, our traditions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And notice that, you know, and God said, well, it's my commandments. Right. And so traditions are not commandments. Mm-hmm. That's something that we need to realize. Yeah. The way we do church and in the hows as in the presentation mm-hmm. does not get to replace the spirit of God. No, sir. And so we need to understand that. Mm-hmm. That we can do whatever one we could have as old as a traditional go back, open up the song books, we'll go to page, you know, one twenty seven, sing mm-hmm. it every stanza. If God, if his spirit is not there, right. it's just as bad as having smoke machines, laser shows, having a disco, whatever. <laughs> without disco God. ball? Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's all based upon the spirit of God. Yes. If it's yes. proven by the Lord, yes. and if his spirit is there, yeah. honestly, anything will work. Well, and I think we ought to ask ourselves what we're doing. Is it holy? Is it acceptable? Does God, because quite frankly, there may be a time we don't have buildings right. and setups. How can we have church under a tree? How can we have church in a barn? Mm-hmm. How can we under have church a in a home? How can we have church? You know, it's 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 a something that is on my mind since the, the shutdown with Corona that has been on my mind. Okay, what do we do if we have another shutdown? What do we do if all of a sudden this turns into serious persecution? Mm-hmm. Can we take the church underground? What can we do? Because this right. is this is this is where I think our leadership has got to look ahead. Look ahead. And see, okay, we can do this because God's going to equip it, equip Absolutely. us. But we also have to be willing to think out of the box in right. the new normal. I think a story that goes along with this so well is Moses. Yeah. Okay. The children of Israel have been in captivity captivity for years and years and years and years and years and years. Right. A really long time. So much so that that's what they were used to. Mm-hmm. They were used to captivity. Hey, this is how used they were to it. When they got into the wilderness, they still wanted it. Absolutely. They were so used to mm-hmm. it. Okay. Then Moses commission, or then God commissioned Moses. Okay, he chose a leader to stand mm-hmm. up. The dude had to go from saying, "Well, I can't talk right." Yeah. Well, I, I can kind of identify with that right now. I can't really <laughs> have a problem talking. It seems like, but I can't talk very well. Mm-hmm. I may not be a really good organizer. Mm-hmm. But God chose him to lead four billion people. Mm. There was a ton of people he had to lead. That's two or three. He had to be able to lead captives mm-hmm. out of captivity, mm-hmm. not in just the natural. Okay, you're no longer slaves. This is how you be a free person. Mm-hmm. But in the mental and in the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. as well, he had to lead them out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did that take? Mm-hmm. It took a leader that was willing Mm-hmm. And who was able to say, I can see the promised land. Right. I can see it. I might not, might, sorry, still having trouble speaking. I may not be <laughs> able to be there. And mm-hmm. sadly, Moses was never able to. I may never be able to see it, but I know it's there. Right. I know there's something greater. Right. So hang on. If you'll just stick with me, yeah. we'll get out of this. We'll get out of this. We'll get out of captivity. Yeah. And I think that's what God's calling the church right now to do. That's a that's an awesome thought. Is is God's commissioning leaders, right. young and old, right, to say it's time for you to step up. 
it's time for mm. you to to be more vocal, mm. to step out, do more things, be seen yeah. more. It's not for the glory of yourself. Yeah, it's not for your own personal gain. It's for the glory of God to say there is yes. a church out there. There are people out there, yes. not just speaking of the church that are hurting and that are captive by whatever it may mm-hmm. be: addictions, fear, anxiety, depression, whatever. And it's time for the leaders to step up and say there is something better. Yeah. There is a promised land. Just follow me. Just follow we'll me. We'll get there. And and it was the same idea that Moses then handed the baton over to Joshua and said, okay, follow him. Absolutely. And I think that's what we've got to learn in this generational push, and that is uh, coming out of corona, coming out of the crazy, coming out of the crisis, coming into a new normal. We need leaders that will be visionary mm-hmm. and looking ahead, and we need young leaders that will be visionary to say, what can I do, Pastor Leader, what can I do? I want to expand myself. Let let me let me quickly go back to to those those five things, and I'll wrap that up and and just to have something that perhaps will uh, people will write down. But remember, this is how you can test the new number. Number one, does it pass the sacrifice test? Can I present my body a living sacrifice? Number two, does it pass the holy test? Can I present my body a holy sacrifice? Will this change the way that I am holy in my approach to God. Not tradition, not holy tradition, but I'm talking about true holy understanding of God. And then is this acceptable? Is this change about pleasing me or is it about making me happy or is it about making God happy? Mm. That's what it means to be acceptable. Does, Does this change that I do bring God in or shut God out? These are questions we've got to learn to ask on the fly. Absolutely. The fourth, the fourth test is the word test, which is your reasonable service. The word mm-hmm. reasonable here means to um, refers to rational intelligence, and it comes from the same word logos as the word. Mm-hmm. So, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable worship? Is that does it pass the word test? Does it diminish my connection to the word? Does it lower the level of the word or does it exalt the word of God in what we do? Can we present? Here's the thing that I love about this generation. As people get caught up in all kinds of, of, uh, you know, from ties to not wearing ties to wearing this to, to, Mm. to, uh, what kind of pulpit you have. And years ago, it was, you're going to have a pulpit the size of a tank. Mm -hmm. And now you need a, a pulpit the size of an iPad. And, and all of a sudden, people get caught up in looking at that, but what they miss is the question, is the word being pro- preached? Mm. Is the doctrine being taught? Mm. You know, it, it, is the word being proclaimed? They, they, there were the disciples that came to Jesus and said, Jesus, there are some people out here casting devils in your name, and they're not a part of us. You know, Jesus said, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Leave them alone. Let them go about it. Paul said basically the same thing. There are those, you know, they come and they said, there, there are those that are doing this and ministering. Is Christ being glorified? Mm. Then leave them alone. Right. And I think we get caught into battles. This is where our older generation, my generation, has a struggle with this. The last thing, okay, pass the word test with number four. Number five is a biggie. Does it pass the thinking test? And that is found in verse two where it says, be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world wants us to squeeze into their thinking, and then you got religiosity that wants to squeeze us into that thinking. What we need is transformation, not conformity. We need to have transformation that goes into our mind to where we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. David, it starts in our thinking. Right. I can re- remember several years ago, I was on an airplane headed to, to preach at a uh, meeting. And I was reading a book. I've been reading a book uh, by John Maxwell. I don't have a, I have a few of his books. I think he's a good author. Uh, sometimes I get bogged down, if I may be very straight, bogged down in, in, in a lot of his writings because it be, tends to be repetitive. But his book, Thinking for a Change... Mm-hmm. really helped me. Right. It all begins with how you think. Right. If you see and think devils, you're going to find mm-hmm. devils. If you think and believe and look for revival, you're going to find revival. Right. 
So these are some ways that you can lead yourself in transformative times into the new normal. Right. I'm excited about it. Absolutely. I can't wait. I don't know what the future is going to hold. It's going to be great. But it's going to be great. So I think if we can just kind of say a few sentences that kind of sums this all up. Yes, sir. Young leaders, don't be afraid to step out. Right. Step out on those things that you know are going to impact people for the better. Amen. But don't forget what you were called to do. Be closer to God. Yes. Be closer to people. That's good. Older generation, don't don't tie those young leaders down. Mm. Don't tie us down. <laughs> Because turn you loose, turn turn us loose. Yeah, but don't forget where we've come from. Right, right. The reason that young leaders can excel is because there's old leaders that are holding on, and what I mean by that is holding on to doctrine. Yeah, holding on relationship, holding on testimonies, mm-hmm. testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. It's something that holds us accountable, and it holds us down to saying God's done it before. Yes. He'll do it again. God's gone through so many times like this. It doesn't surprise God, does it? No, no. This wasn't a surprise to God. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. So with that, we love y'all. Thank you again for listening to this episode. We hope it's been impactful. If it's impacted you, why don't you like us on Facebook, leave a review, and why don't you comment something that you would like to see us talk about? We love hearing from you guys. Absolutely, We've gotten some feedback here recently, and we just thank you so much. That really helps. Absolutely. We and thank you so much. We, we look forward to being with you on our next podcast. Remember, we tried to drop down a new podcast every first and third Thursday of the month, and we love for you to come along. If you would, go down in whatever uh, means that you're using. We are on iTunes. We are on Podbean. You can find us on iHeartRadio and also Spotify. Right. You can find us there. Whatever form you use to subscribe, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. The reason we would like you to leave a review, we want to be able to impact as many people yes. as possible. So by you leaving a review, more people get to see it. And it just, it helps it everyone helps. out, helps yes. spread the gospel. Yeah. And we want to see leaders excel of all ages. Absolutely. We want to see the link, the kingdom link go mm-hmm. on. Amen. One thing of note before we go is uh, Bishop Muncia Walls has a brand new book out called Characteristics of a Christian and uh, How We Are Defined by Others. Characteristic of a Christian by Muncie and Walls. We're going to put a link for this on our Facebook page and in the show notes below. So please go click on that and order his book. He's been on this podcast. You can search through the archives and find uh, some topics with him. He is the the bishop in our ministry here. And what a dynamic man of God. Absolutely. So we're getting ready to leave, and we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for joining us on another Kingdom Link podcast. And remember this, leadership only matters if it is passed on. 